WHO have been warning the regional and global community that uh, the health system there in Gaza, as you said, is uh, almost uh, collapsing. There are many indicators that we build our statement on. One of them, for example, you know, hospitals are full of patients that cannot really uh, provide services to others outside these hospitals. Uh, for example, uh, Shifa Hospital, which is one of the biggest hospitals in Gaza, is now 99.9% full. Other hospitals are almost at similar rate. Uh, operating theaters are almost busy 24 hours to receive uh, casualties and, and traumas. Uh, ICUs are f- full. There are no ICU beds. Uh, there is a shortage of uh, medical supplies, blood products. There is shortage of almost water and uh, electricity in some of the facilities uh, due to shortage of uh, fuel uh, and also targeting many of these uh, healthcare facilities. From the 7th of October until now, WHO reported 76 attacks on healthcare facilities. 32% or 34% are in Gaza, 42 in the West Bank. It leads into 11 deaths among healthcare professionals at duty. Uh, there were targets of around 60 ambulances were targeted. Uh, so th- there are many indicators telling us that the health system in Gaza is almost collapsing. And if we do not intervene as UN, non-UN and international community now, I think we will be losing lo- a lot of lives even in, in the next hour. And what's your message to, to the parties when it comes to this attack on uh, health care facilities? My message, uh, you know, is, is, is for those uh, parties, you know, conflicting parties to adhere to the international law, uh, to respect the international law by, uh, you know, um, securing the safety uh, of healthcare facilities, securing the safety of those people who are working in these healthcare facilities and people who have been served by these facilities uh, to secure safety of the ambulances and be, you know, staff in these ambulances who are providing uh, services for those wounded people uh, on the ground. Uh, otherwise, we will be losing a lot of lives. So my goal, again and again, is to respect the international law when it comes into protecting the safety of healthcare facilities and the people inside these ambulances and those who are on the ground. Dr. Ahmed Al-Mandari, given the, the difficulties in access to Gaza Strip, do you have any uh, emergency plan? We have, in fact, we started uh, initiating our emergency plan from day one uh, or the first moment of day one of the conflict. Uh, We have uh, teams on the ground in Gaza Strip uh, who are specialized in different types of, of, you know, services. We have supplies, which we provided. We started activating our uh, system at the regional and global level. There are meetings on regular basis, on daily basis. Uh, We uh, allocated uh, money, funds for that. We allocated uh, supplies which are ready to be shipped next uh, tomorrow morning to Al-Arish uh, airport, you know, after uh, the authorization of the Egyptian authorities, which we really thank them for that support. And once the humanitarian corridor is open, we will be able to put them, you know, take them inside. So we have done a lot of uh, work based on our, you know, ABCs of WHO when it comes into dealing with these sorts of conflicts and emergencies. But... If we do not have the corridor open, humanitarian corridor open, these are of no value. It will not really be of any benefits unless it reaches those beneficiaries on the ground. Hospitals, healthcare facilities, wounded patients, and other other people who are our target for that.